This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Glass Heart String Choir. I'm going to keep saying that because that's an amazing name. I'm going to talk to you about it right now. Previous name, The Thoughts, which as we say it, we realized we had to spell it often because people weren't sure what we were saying. We realized that the name didn't really tell you anything about who we were and what to expect from hearing us. I believe someone described it as a nothing burger of a name. That's really where the String Choir comes from in really wanting to have something that buoys the emotion and the story that is being told in the lyrics. Usually when we ask people about, oh, we just made it up over a beer. <laughs> or I saw a spider in a bucket. Yeah, yeah, that was, we got that one. Yeah, yeah. Now, just, just as we wrap up, we just mentioned that Kate has now got a harp blister. She's telling us our harp is more rock and roll than people yep. suspect. And we need to clean some blood off the floor. Yeah, blood on the carpet. Expanding Horizons. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons here on Plains FM 96.9. And you were just listening to a show from some years ago with um, the Glass Heart String Choir. And uh, right beside me, so I'm Cole, and right beside me is Stu, as always, and he's on the desk today. Yes, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the show. Good to see you, Stu. Yep. Next day here in the um, Garden City. It is. Garden's loving it, though, isn't it? Garden's loving it, yeah. Got my lawns mowed this morning, Cole. Just in time. I Got the mowed. hedge trimmed. I don't, oh, have you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, haven't, um, I haven't mowed my lawns for about two months, I don't think. Uh, as we say, though, this is not the gardening show. No, that's correct. <laughs> this is not the And garden. so last week we looked at, I just told you, Trojan Records. We did. And you had mm. a blank then, didn't you? I did have a blank. We've <laughs> yeah. done so many of those record label shows. shows. They yeah. just blend into each other. And the good news is, people out there, there's more coming. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just thought, when you thought you were sick of them, yeah, you're going to get sicker. So, plansfm.org.nz if you want to catch that show. And the other shows that we've done recently, you can download uh, the most recent show. You get seven days to do that. But you can listen back to any, any of the other ones and uh, via Plans FM. Or you can go to iTunes. You can find us just about everywhere. Yeah. Mm. And check us out on Facebook. Do that. We it's need, good. We need the following. Now, today <laughs> is, is a break in the weather, so to speak, for people with our um, record shows. Because yeah. uh, today we have a real life person in the studio. We do. And an upgrade in culture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Although he might not agree with that. But, uh, so you're our cultural uplift, by the way. <laughs> so every story you tell better be really highbrow. <laughs> It'll go downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Alan Griffiths in the studio with us today. Mm. He's talking mm. about um, some CDs that he's brought in, <laughs> and he's got some. You have a performance yes, or right. coming up, and we'll be talking about that yep. very soon, won't we? And yes. some other stories about your experiences. We're not talking about lemonade. <laughs> Do not go there. And we, we haven't got any guitar hacks in the, in the studio this week, have we? No, no, no. no, no we've guitar. got serious composers. Serious composers of real instruments, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Love you, Rob. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Rob, Rob. We're going to play We're gonna play a track. Okay, we are. Yeah, all right. Okay. You've got it on there, Stu, don't yep, you? Yep, and then we'll have a chat about Oh, you want to talk about it first? That's right. Yeah, go on. You've got to remember, Cole, this is not our show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we, right. we talked about this. We're just going to say go. Go. 
Okay. It's all on you, Alan. Thank <laughs> you. Go, thank you. Go. Oh, good and, and welcome anyway. Oh, thank yeah. you very much. So yeah, <laughs> Alan Griffiths, great to be here. composer. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Well, this first track you're going to hear is uh, from my debut album called Introspection. This uh, it's called Rhapsody, and it's a short track. I lived in a student house in Carlton next to a house full of goths. They all love to wear black, <laughs> yeah. which is great. And my where I wrote music, the walls dividing the two houses were illegal. They were very thin. And the kitchen table was smack next to my piano. And during mealtime, they would shout out requests of piece, pieces I'd written. And this was a favourite because they would always come over afterwards with their leftovers and feed the composer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is Rhapsody. All right. And you are out Expanding Horizons on Plains FM. I don't know what you're doing, Stu. Not doing it. It's not doing it. It's okay. Not. Well, I know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. We'll make sure we do this, perhaps. Right. 
chaos. It's all going it's on. It's all going on. So yeah. that was introspection. That's from the album introspection. Yeah, from my, the album introspection. Yeah, my, my first album. Yeah, this is me trying to multitask. You see. Yeah, do, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's tricky when Stu's doing the CD, the CD player, and it, it's just not doing the right thing. Anyway, I'm just going to before you do anything, and I'm just going to do this. So on the platform today, we have Alan Griffiths, all the way from Melbourne, and composer yep. and ex-military. <laughs> so I take my hat off to you. Thank you for your service, as they say <laughs> in the United States. Yeah. Remember, remember a couple of weeks ago when we said don't mention the war? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's wonderful to have you on the show, Alan. Much. And um, So that track was from your first album, Introspection, right? Yes, yes I am. Um, Got lucky enough to be introduced to a Ukrainian-Australian concert pianist, uh, won several awards. Brilliant uh, pianist. He gave his first recital in Russia when he was nine years old. Right. And uh, he was the youngest competitor for the Sydney International Piano Competition, came third. Um, a friend of mine uh, passed on a piece to him, and he had a look at it and said, oh, this is great. Have you got any more? I said, well, I've got 300 pages more. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when we got together, I brought him down from Sydney and uh, recorded him in Melbourne. And because we both love Rachmaninoff, we, it's, uh, I have a very emotional and intellectual connection with him, so does Evgeny, and a lot of my music is influenced by Rachmaninoff. We just got on very, very well, and he understood my music straight away. He was supposed to rehearse it, but I found out later he hardly didn't rehearse it, but his, int- <laughs> <laughs> his interpretation was faultless. Right. Really extraordinary. Some of the pieces are extremely difficult. Well, Rachmaninoff in itself is not easy to play, right? Some, no, of, right. some of the Rachmaninoff work mm. is very difficult, isn't it? It is, it is. I was uh, first exposed to uh, Rachmaninoff the second piano concerto when the USSR State Symphony Orchestra was touring through New Zealand. This was years ago. And I had um, front row seats overlooking the orchestra in the town hall from the back. And I had never heard this music before. I've been brought up in a very musical family where every day we have classical music playing in the background. And so I understand it fairly well, but I couldn't comprehend that a human being could write something so extraordinary. It completely transported me. And I, I remember leaving the town hall thinking, I wish I could write like that. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you then? 13. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I had big, big uh, ambitions, but you've yeah. got to start somewhere. So I wanted to write uh, music uh, back then. I had, my parents uh, had an agreement with me that if I did my grade 7 piano and grade 6 clarinet, and if I passed them, then they'd let me continue just writing music. So I did that reluctantly and then just didn't look back, kept on writing and writing. So I was going to ask you, because you're a composer, um, is it? Is it I, I, I'm sure it's not a requirement. You're not like in the composer's club, they go, how many instruments can you play? <laughs> but I, I was wondering, beneficial to mm. you to be a multi-instrumentalist or not? Uh, yes, well... Um, my training in the Anglican Cathedral Choir as a choir boy was deeply intensive and that gave me the grounding for what I was going to do later in life. And when you sing in a four-part or a larger choir, uh, you can uh, imagine the harmonies going around you and you're a part of it. It's, um, it's on a cerebral level, it's quite extraordinary to be 
in this space where it's it's expected of you to perform well and you have a very good voicing around you. The most extraordinary piece I've sung, been involved in, is Thomas Tallis's 40-part motet, which are 40 separate singers, right? Right. And it consists, he wrote it for, I think it was eight choirs of five-part harmony to be sung through St. Mark's Cathedral, and with an echo time of something like 11 seconds. So you, you can imagine just, just this unfurling of harmony, which after a while you get lost in it. It is such an extraordinary thing to be able to be able to participate in something like that. Right. So I um, did a couple of years at Cathedral Grammar, and then uh, my parents uh, then went to Papua New Guinea. Bit of a cultural clash. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Up on the Highlands, and we were. I was exposed to some uh, a vast array of culture there. Where in Papua New Guinea, there's something like 750 different languages. All the valleys, which are separated by very high mountain peaks, so different valleys will have maybe two or three separate villages which speak speak their own language and then have their own culture developed from that. So it's an amazing place to go to at such a young age to be uh, uh, have this uh, exposure to a vastly different society. So then we uh, came back to New Zealand and then... Dad uh, was teaching at St. Pete's College. Uh, that's a rugby college, and for challenging for any uh, budding <laughs> <laughs> musician. So I was the son of a teacher. Mum taught there occasionally. They're very good teachers. And I just didn't belong in there because I didn't play. I did play rugby for a little while, but I got a permanent injury in my back. So I had to do cross country running. And I, I'm grateful I went to St. Bees in a way because if you can survive in that uh, environment, uh, you should be able to survive well in life. We, we had to run cross-country, those who couldn't play rugby. So I, uh, on the cross-country list on the board, was put up every, uh, every week to humiliate us. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to run in front of all the boys playing rugby down the front driveway. So I got some whiteout and twinked my name off a list, and it wasn't checked. And that same list was put up the next next f- week, and I didn't have to run cross country ever again. <laughs> 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 yes, and no one no one questioned it. So uh, that taught me a valuable lesson about hi- hierarchy. And carrying twink with you everywhere yeah. you go, <laughs> just to get you out of a, uh, yes. a hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, um, music's very much in, embedded in our family. Mum and Dad. Met in a choir in Africa. Uh, Mum was, uh, um, she, I think she was 26 at the time. Dad was playing piano and she thought, hmm, he looks nice. <laughs> 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 and then they started dating and then, and then over, over a short period of time they got married and had me there and my two brothers there. It's quite adventurous to uh, start a family in Africa. Mm. Well, they've travelled quite a bit, your, your parents. They did. Yeah. They did. So yeah. you've been blessed by. Mm. Your experiences, right, yes. as a child, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, very open-minded uh, people who uh, have a passion for the environment and human rights and uh, uh, the world at large, and they imbue that me in as well. So uh, I love nature, um, and some of my closest friendships which have inspired my music came from being involved in environmental protests in Australia. I was involved in the... That's Franklin River? Were you uh, involved in it? Uh, that's too before early. my time. Uh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That was an amazing experience. I would have loved to have done that, but I was involved in the uh, Otways, uh, national, uh, state, state Otways blockade, and the Otways were, forests were saved, and it's now the internationally iconic national park. Um, something like only 10% of the rain, uh, waterfall has been discovered. So it's uh, a stunning place. And when I was there blockading, I met doctors, lawyers, people of all professions, putting their bodies literally on the line, blocking bulldozers, mm. climbing up trees and harnessing themselves with wires. Which So search and rescue had to come in. And it cost the government millions and millions and millions of dollars because we were forever locking down the, block, the loggers. And a lot of them were agreeing with us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and helping us, helping us out. So um, they see there was no future in logging old growth forest. And the government, of course, lied to them. So they invested in the money to buy this equipment. So uh, the people I met at these uh, uh, blockades were extraordinarily um, resourceful. Um, the uh, next track I'd like to play is on... Uh, track, uh, sorry, my second album, Review. Um, this has nothing to do with forest blockading. <laughs> <laughs> this was, uh, orig originally I wrote it for the Chinese violin, the Urhu, and piano, and I did record it with a top Urhu player, but Urhu's un underappreciated, so I rewrote it for piano and violin. Uh, this is going to feature in this concert I'm putting on, on the 17th of September. We'll talk about it when we come back, I think. Okay. How's that okay. sound? If we listen to the music yes, and then... Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> if, if we listen to the music. <laughs> now, if I push this, this should go straight away, Cole. Yeah. Here we go.
That's right, you are back on Expanding Horizons on Planes FM. Stu needs about five more arms, I think. <laughs> I know, just to that for a dramatic, dramatic, yeah. dramatic effect, <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah we need well, all... Just a little bit of pause there to let it sink in. And I'll tell you what... That... I can't remember recording that. <laughs> <laughs> that was completely wonderful, yeah. right? That, <laughs> seriously, that was, right? Yeah, that beautiful. was, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank that, you. Um, you know, if, if people want something to um, sit at home and just, like, well, we hopefully come to the concert. <laughs> yeah, well, don't sit at home, go to the concert. I'm just, what I was going to say... Get up. Is, yeah, is absorb that, because yes. that just soaks mm. itself into your yeah. soul, right? That Thank was amazing, you. really. Thank you. you. know, and um, I was going to ask you, you know, when you hear it, and it played like that, and is it, is it, you know, that's how you hear it in your head when you're writing it? Um, yeah, it's, it's peculiar from writing to... Uh, from conceptualization conceptualization usually is different um, Mozart heard the music in his head and just wrote it down he didn't need a keyboard to work it out like that guy was a freak <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need a piano to be able to work out what's in my head and then I write it down so the process of writing actually slows down the what's in my head um, but it works out it all comes out in the wash so to speak yeah. Yeah. So this um, fabled show, this concert that you've just been, you've just mentioned, nice segue by the way. <laughs> so um, give us a bit of a rundown. So who's playing? Where's it playing? What's you know? How can we get a ticket? What's okay. the, what's the story behind it? Okay, okay. Uh, Paul Whelan, who is a Christchurch old boy, he's a New Zealand uh, opera star. He's internationally famous. Uh, I wrote the song cycle called "Such a Fine Sunny Day" in the hope that he would do it. And I managed to get it to him, and he's going to, uh, two days before, record it, and that's a separate project. But on Saturday, there's going to be the world premiere of that. And there's a piano duet who accompanies Paul, and I'm flying over an Australian virtuoso by the name of Nicholas Young. He's won a string of international awards. He's phenomenal. It's, I've seen him play the most difficult piano music off by heart, hours and hours of it. He's, Incredible. And the second pianist accompanying is Anna Maximova, who's a very gifted multi-award winning New Zealand concert pianist, resides in Christchurch as well. So uh, there are going to be uh, other premiers, New Zealand premier of that you've just heard. Rose Light is playing violin. I uh, approached her after seeing her perform in a, an incredible concert she and her mother put on at All Saints Church in Maryvale. Uh, she her chamber group won the uh, first prize at the 19, 2019 Queensland International Chamber Music Competition Under 18s. And Nicholas's uh, trio, Ensemble Francais, won the overall first prize in the same year, the same competition. I'm thinking, wouldn't it be amazing to have these two incredible musicians perform on stage together, do the New Zealand premiere of that piece you've just heard? Right. It's, it would be a, a, and I'm so happy that's happening. That's just, that's happening on top of Paul Whelan, right? Yeah. And then Nicholas is also playing the New Zealand premieres of some of my piano work. So how did you, um, so have you organised this or have yes. you got someone, so yep. you've done all the legwork on yes. all this guy? Yes. Wow. Yeah. I hired the venue, I've hired a recording producer, I'm flying over from Sydney, Craig Field, he's an up and coming music producer, he's already... In, a, in the few years he's been uh, working full-time as a producer, he's been nominated a, a Grammy, 
Um, he's got on board arguably the largest audio tech giant in the world based in Germany, TM St Stage Tech Systems, uh, sponsoring this concert and they're flying over their latest audio recording equipment for this. Wow. Just for this recording project. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How good is that? Yeah. yeah. And they're flying over a technician as well, so Craig <laughs> won't have to worry about setting it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a dream, dream gig. Makes us mm. worrying about this little board here. <laughs> Seeming significant now, doesn't it? Yeah. So um, Craig has also uh, got James Carrow, a mutual friend of ours together. He's a brilliant photographer, filmmaker. He's filmed my other concerts. So he'll be there to capture the recording uh, project. So we're doing that on Thursday in the piano on the Steinway D concert piano. And then two days later, we're putting on this uh, world premiere concert at the piano. It's a wonderful venue, isn't it? It's phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. It's mm. the best acoustic in New Zealand. And the reason why I'm doing it there is Paul Whelan will already be here doing a concert elsewhere before then. So I brought everybody here and mm. it's a perfect storm. We have lots of people getting involved. A good friend of mine, Colin McDermott, who we mentioned mm. before, he's been giving me the lowdown. He introduced me to you. He's a great local yeah, musician. That was your first mistake. <laughs> <wasn't it? laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, Colin. Colin's off the Christmas card <laughs> list now. <laughs> He's a legend. Thank you, Colin. Yeah. So um, there's all these things happening. Um, so I learned this actually from. I've only started doing concerts in the last few years, and I've found that if you set up a template where it's going to be a good concert because of the people involved, uh, top professionals, and you have, uh, I had. Um, the last family of piano makers involved from Australia called Stuarts and Sons, and the pianos they make are of the 102 key range. Right. So 88 keys is the standard range. The pianos they make are completely different. They're, they're designed for pianists and composers to actually get inside the piano and play the strings. <laughs> and there's no way Steinway will let you do that. <laughs> so Wayne Stewart, he, he welcomes uh, composers embracing the whole instrument. Sure. And so um, I had my uh, the world premiere of introspection on 102 key piano. Uh, Stuart family sponsored that in the spring, Stuart and Sons Spring Concert Series. It was actually held in a, a glorified tin shed. <laughs> and it, it's kind of like the thing to do to have these concerts in, in unusual places. Mm. And this was at the beginning of that trend. And Wayne, he, he speaks in a real ochre Australian accent. He's saying to me, you know, it's a bit bloody rustic, isn't it? <laughs> 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 anyway, so... Uh, I had the world premiere there. I had the Victoria premiere at Bluer House, which have a 102-key piano and a 97-key Stuart piano. And they commissioned the Stuart family to make a 108-key piano. And I heard Wayne was building this piano, and I thought, well, why not have the my second album, world premiere, on this new piano? So I had already decided. I rang up Wayne and said, guess what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing another world premiere of my latest album. I said, good on you. Congratulations. Where? Blue House. Oh, really? On my, on my 102? No, on your 108. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, oh, damn, I'm going to have to finish it now. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, his family really worked really hard to get the piano delivered in time. Mm -hmm. So it was the world premiere of this album. It was uh, Sony came on board thanks to Craig Field. Uh, to um, uh, you, we could use their latest high-definition microphones, the C100 series, to record the world premiere concert. And it was the first concert on this piano. And uh, Craig got Sony over the line by approaching Nicholas, uh, the pianist, to arrange a, a 
jig from one of Bach's uh, rare organ pieces, which uses 108 keys of the organ, church organ. And I didn't know they were doing this. So, um, uh, so Nicholas did this amazing arrangement for 108 key piano. And Craig rang me up and said, oh, by the way, Sony's on board. Great. Yeah, Nicholas is going to play uh, to, to uh, celebrate this achievement. We're going to have Nicholas performing this Bach jig piece. And I thought, great, fantastic. And that's why, why Sony came on board to sponsor the concert. Right. So um, it's, uh, if you create this template, a space where people can get involved in my concerts and they can see they can get something out of it, then that's perfect for me. Mm, yeah. All I have to do is get the musicians and the music together. If I get other people involved, then, then it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, right. Now, your website, so Alan, Alan Griff, oh, so Griffiths... Composer. Composer, yeah. Com. Yep. And um, they can get the tickets on there, right? Yes, yeah. Just go on there. click on the concert link. And that'll go to the piano. And then, yep. oh, sorry, there's a link to events. Yeah. Um, events on. Yeah, so, um, yeah, tickets are 20 concession and 40 full. Which is yep. great, right? Yeah. Which is a really great price, really. <laughs> to, well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, to, yes. to experience, mm. you know, all those different people yeah. and, and such beautiful music. Yes. We're going to listen to another track, aren't we, Stu? Yes, we're going to listen to Reverie 3 from uh, Introspection again. This was another hot favourite with the Gothics. <laughs> <laughs> go the Gothics. Go the Goths. Yeah. Right, here we go.
expanding horizons, offering an eclectic mix for the discerning listener. I was just waiting for that extra little note. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you are listening to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9, and today we are listening to some beautiful, beautiful music. Thank you. And we have the composer, Alan Griffiths, here with us. Thank you. And um, I love that. You know when they have those notes at the end and that, it's just that final couple of notes mm. and they just you're just like, wow. Mm. For me, they're the bits that really hit you. Mm. You know, it's that final yes. moment. Like when you're watching a movie or something and, and something happens at the end and there's just those final notes mm. that tie it all together. Mm. And when I was listening to that, that's what it, yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Now, you were just mentioning some, I even think, you know, like, you know when guitarists like Led Zeppelin they'd be playing those devil neck guitars right mm. and you'd be going what a show off you're talking <laughs> about like these pianos how big yeah. are these pianos yeah. how, how do people get up and down these pianos they sliding seats I bet Elton John <laughs> hasn't got a 108 key no, that's true <laughs> <laughs> he's just playing one of those little tiny ones you buy at Woolworths yeah. that bloke yeah. amateur. 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 Yeah. amateur that's why he wears the glasses the big glasses <laughs> to cover up the fact well the um <laughs> It doesn't matter how tall or short you are. We we all roughly have the same width of uh, arm space. Right. So when Nicholas was sitting on the seat of 108 key piano, he had his arms stretched out playing double octaves very very quickly on both ends of the piano. So um, it's it is doable. The um, it's I know it sounds novel having 108 keys, 102 keys. Why bother going past 88? And I when I first um. Was uh, heard about Wayne and how we could possibly have him for the introspection world premiere. I thought, well, the the novelty factor would draw people, but um, I so uh, I went and met him and we developed this great friendship. And seeing these pianos and being with them, it's not it's not a novelty at all. It's 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 a rare honour to be able to play such well crafted pianos made by a family. You've really got to see these pianos to believe the craftsmanship involved. The uh, main manu- piano manufacturers have a copyright on every single part of their pianos. So the Wayne Stewart 108 key piano has something like 10,000 moving parts, which oh, they, they wow. have designed themselves. And they hang their, they hung their stainless steel strings straight. So the, this piano is almost three meters long. And the pressure on those strings, it's tens of thousands of pounds of pressure. So do they, are they the ones who can, only they can tune them? Because I imagine, well, you know, especially in concert pianos, right? Yeah. There's people good. whose job yes. just for concert pianos. Yes, well, there's, uh, they, there are piano tuners especially trained to tune the Stuart pianos. Right. as well as Steinway and Kauai. There are two Stuart pianos in New Zealand up in Auckland, and uh, I hope to be able to record on one of them. Uh, it's a shame that uh, um, the big piano manufacturers, they have a monopoly and a lot of control over the concert halls around the world. It's a standard to have a Steinway. And if, the, uh, if there was a bit more freedom to allow artists to be exposed to these pianos. I'm sure that that would be embraced around the world. Um, But Australia really is the place to go for that. Um, The Tempo Rubato is Australia's first classical piano bar. Uh, Georgina Imberger, who bought this warehouse, when I told her about the Stuart piano, she said, I really want to have that. And Wayne, incidentally, had asked me to find someone like Georgina 
So it was a marriage made in heaven. Now he's got a 102 key piano in this dedicated recital space, and it's been used four or five times, maybe six times a week, different performances. Some of the world's top pianists who come to Australia play at Tempo Rubato, as well as Australia's local talent. So they're finally people are big being exposed to this, this, these incredible creatures. So can they play Can they play something outside of the range? Of, yeah, yeah. But they can play outside the range of an 88-key standard. There's so much repertoire written for the 88, but now people like myself and other music, musicians, composers, are writing for the 102-key range. So it's almost becoming like a standard format for composers who want to explore new stuff. Um, Wayne's 108 keys, the next barrier... And I'm sure he'll make even bigger pianos. Mm. <laughs> you can't stop this guy. So I was, I was going to ask you, I, I, this might sound like a naive question, but that, that piano in that space, yes. um, I, I imagine things, like in Australia, for me, and I know you're talking about Melbourne, yes. but I think about humidity, I yes. think about, you know, mm. five or six times a yes. week. Yeah. That's a lot of wear and tear yes. Yes. On, on that piano, yes. right? Um, does it need consistent tuning? How no. long does... No, well, no, normal pianos need consistent tuning pretty much after every performance, but these right. pianos can go for a long time without tuning. They can take right. the, the heat and the, the dry and the cold Because that's the thing I'm thinking about, yes. you know, like in, inside, once it's being played and there's more mm. people in there, mm. that raises the humidity and yeah. the heat, doesn't it? Mm. And then you've got the air conditioning also mm. involved. Yeah. And yeah. I imagine that, you know, in a finely tuned instrument, I yeah. was wondering how... Well, the, the stainless steel won't rust. And these... Right. Uh, these pianos last, they're very rugged, they last a long time. What are normal piano wires made of then? I've, that's a very good question. They're not stainless steel though, right? No, I've right. no idea, sorry. No idea. Okay. I should know. No, no, I was just wondering, you know, because mm. you said, you mentioned that they were made of. Yes. You know, I just wondered. Yeah. yeah. And not all mm. pianos made of yeah. them, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, he uh, veneers his pianos in um, Tasmanian oak. Uh, around the pianos, so the finish is just like it's it's like a museum piece you'd expect to see in a gallery just to appreciate the craftsmanship. Mm. Um, and lots of pianists, composers I know who've poo-pooed the idea and have tried these pianos just want to play them again and again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can hear the world premiere recording. You can download it from my website, griffithscomposer.com, and there are videos there. We had uh, the David Green from Sony Australia launching it, and we had uh, dignitaries from the Japanese uh, consulates and Sony there. So um, it's a big, big recording, gigabytes of recording. I had, uh, I've had reviews from some of the top classical piano critics from around the world, and uh, there are 15 of my solo piano pieces now on an international piano syllabus which can be downloaded from our website as well. Oh. I was going to ask you, right, I know we're going to play another track soon because we're all conscious of the time. I mean, most musicians, people we get in here, you know, they're putting their stuff on Spotify mm. or whatever. Yeah. How do you get your stuff? I mean, I know that you've got these CDs. Yes. But, well, I mean, that, you know, not everyone's buying, maybe mm. people in classical yes. circles buy more CDs, I don't know, but do you put your stuff in those um, kind of areas? No, I... I I despise Spotify. I call them Poxify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's venture capitalism gone wrong where musicians like myself who are starting out don't make anything. Yeah. Mm. It's so wrong. Yeah. Um, I think if you, if doctors and lawyers are entitled to, and teachers are entitled to earn what you're, what you're entitled to, why can't musicians be 
paid a bit yeah. decent wage. Mm. Yeah. So I've only, I think I've only sold maybe three, maybe three or four hundred CDs. But you know, that's for twenty five bucks. That goes back into my recording and my expenses and my future projects. Yeah. Mm. So it's money worth spent. Yeah, I just wondered yeah. how that people you know yeah. got to hear. Yeah. Now, Stu, talking of getting to hear Alan's work. Right. Okay. Got another one up your yep. sleeve, don't you? This is Adagio in memoriam dedicated to a friend of mine who passed away. All right, here we go.
Stuart and Carl are expanding horizons. We're in a click to connect. Look, I double-clicked, triple-clicked, and it didn't work. Yes, but there's also no point pointing at the microphone telling me to turn it on when you haven't played DID. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a big falling out over the summer, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. Uh, Come the blows. Hey, yeah, yeah, you're looking at me as if it's yeah. my fault. I'm yeah, waiting well, for you. Look at someone looking at Alan, he don't care. <laughs> I'm waiting for you, you're waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I love the dramatic ending Thank you. of that. Thank like, you. It's just wonderful, right? Thank you and, um, so, what was that track? So, give well, me a little was, bit of who's playing on it. And okay, then, that was Nicholas uh, Young again, and a Polish concert violinist whose name I've never been able to pronounce properly. Right. I'll give it another go. Dominic Brzezawa. I've done it again wrong. Sounds pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I had to introduce him for the world premiere. I was practicing for days to get a run. I still stuffed it. <laughs> I don't think Dominic's listening. He might be texting in. <laughs> and the uh, cellist was uh, Sydney concert cellist George Yang. Right. So I was going to say then, Alan, people have been listening to our show mm. for the last, you know, 50-odd minutes, thinking at some point earlier on he mentioned some show that's coming yes. up. Yes, So let's give us another rundown okay. on this okay. show and where people can get okay. the tickets and where okay. it is and what's happening. Okay, on Saturday, 17th of September at the piano at 156 Armour Street, world-famous opera singer Paul Whelan is performing the world premiere of my song cycle Such a Fine Sunny Day which is dedicated to German pacifist student Sophie Scholl. She defied Hitler and that was the last thing she said before Hitler had her executed. It's a, it's a written for our time. I wrote it in, second, in Melbourne's second lockdown um, and there's a lot lots of roaring rage in there but also yearning for soulless and ultimately love, because the world we're in now is not a happy place, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the intention behind it. I, I want people to listen to this song and be moved by it and go out and talk about it and try and talk about making this world better. Yeah. Yeah, so people can buy tickets to my concert at griffithscomposer.com. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-T-H-S-C-O-M-P-O-S-E-R.com. And that'll take you to the page to buy tickets. It's going to be, I don't want to sound like I'm up myself, but it's going to be a, a top. Yeah. <laughs> top <laughs> I tell you, yeah, you don't have to sound it. People can hear it. People yeah. can hear it. Yes, like they're listening can. to that thinking, I was just going to say, dust off your best suit <laughs> and dress up and go out. Like, have a proper night out. Don't turn up in your jeans and open top shirt. You know what I mean? And think this is good enough because it's not right. Because the music... The music is, is wonderful, Thank right? You're right. not just going out to some gig. Thank you. And the piano is the perfect venue, That's really, right. isn't it? It is, totally. It's completely. a completely wonderful um, venue for this. Completely. And go out and have a night out. Absolutely. You know, go out Absolutely. and go for a meal and then turn up or Absolutely. vice versa or whatever, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And um, enjoy some wonderful opera, right? Yeah. You know, that's yes. great, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not quite opera, but it's on the... Oh, well... On the same... Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, he's an opera singer, though, yes, isn't that's he? right, yeah, that's yeah. right. It, it is like opera. Yeah, yeah. It's very dramatic and very emotional and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the last track we have... Oh, yeah, we've got time, don't you? Got time. <laughs> yeah, we'll sneak it in. <laughs> we'll sneak it in, yeah. <laughs> well, this, this is back to my halcyon days where I had these goths next door. No, oh, right. <laughs> Jeez, they've got some air time, those lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had a pair of black pants which went missing, and we we shared the backyard, 
I didn't know where they were until I saw them on one of these goths, right? And I asked him about it, and he said, no, they're not yours. <laughs> I thought, okay, they're not mine. So um, he, I, they found, I found them on the washing line several months later clean, so I thought, well, I might as well put them back on. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we started exchanging these pair of pants. It was an unspoken arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> Goths aren't necessarily known for their clean clothes, so you're lucky they washed them. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, what's this track? Okay, it's A Touch of Tango, played by Evgeny again. It's, it's got flavours of tango throughout it. Ooh, nice one. Anyway. Stu's just fading it down there in the background. It's wonderful, right? And people will just be sitting at home and they will be super relaxed and super in- enjoying that, right? Yeah. If, even if they're driving, mm. y- you can't help but smile while listening mm. to that su- such beauty. Thank you. You know, especially on a grimy grey day. Yeah. It, it's such sunlight Thank in you. people's ears and in your life when you listen to that kind of thing. You're getting very poetic. Colin. You like that? Yep. I'm so up myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. I've got, to, I've got to put that by advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be selling tickets. That'll be selling tickets. Anyway, um, people, if you're listening in today, Alan, it's been wonderful having you on the show, yeah, right? Real, and um, real please, please come you. back anytime you like, right? So, Alan Griffiths, so griffithscomposer.com, yep. get on there, get yourself a ticket down at the piano if you've never been to the piano you're missing out because that is one amazing venue and to hear this 
with all those people that you're talking about coming along to to play this uh, this um, world premiere of yours. Yes. People were blessed, right? Yes. This mm. this um, Christchurch is going to be blessed to have Thank the you. chance to come and listen to that Thank kind you. of thing. And um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Right? As you said, put on your best frock. Yeah, get your best frock. <laughs> <laughs> Your best suit or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Dust it off, even <laughs> if it's got velvet lapels, still wear it, right? <laughs> no, no one cares. <laughs> Go your bow tie and everything, you know. But anyway, so thank you, thank, thank you, you so Alan, and um, we look forward to having you back on again. Yeah, I'd love yeah, to again. Yeah, yeah, yeah we want to hear more of your stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a few stories that you told <laughs> that you didn't tell. <laughs> the uh, the um, New Zealand Army, thank you for not telling those stories. <laughs> Anyway, and um, it's probably time, Stu, isn't it? Yep, then we got up. Got down. And got outside. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next week. Okay, thanks, Alan. Thank Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you.